Hey there, I'm Rachel Roberts, and this is Don't Sleep On It by HuffPost. We're now in week five of the partial government shutdown caused by the impasse over border wall funding. The longest in U.S. history, this shutdown is affecting over 800,000 government employees who have stopped receiving paychecks. With this in mind, we spoke to Dave Jamison, a labor reporter for HuffPost. Based in D.C., he's been writing about the shutdown since it began, and he reported on the shutdown back in 2013. Listen here. Hello. Hi. Dave? Rachel? Yes, this is me. How are you? How's it going? Good, good. good. Thank you so much for doing this again. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Now, I've actually wanted to get you on Don't Sleep On It since I read your article titled, Reminder, Government Shutdowns Are Costly and Stupid. You wrote that last month, a couple days before the shutdown even started. And they went and did it anyway, the shutdown. (laughs) They did. They did. So why are shutdowns costly and stupid? Well, I think a lot of people would assume just that, that money is saved when you have a shutdown, but it's, that's not the case. And in fact, it's the opposite. You tend, end up wasting a lot of money as the government. And that's because agencies have to do all of this prep work for a shutdown before it happens. They have to develop contingency plans, figure out who they're going to furlough and who they're going to keep on. And that basically takes everyone off of the normal work that they would be doing. And then you have the shutdown. And so all this work is not being done. That doesn't mean the work doesn't pile up. And we've seen that in, say, the national parks. Uh, just because there's a shutdown doesn't mean that that stuff doesn't ha- trash doesn't have to be picked up and things th- things don't need to be done inside the parks. And really, at the end of the day, as has always been done in, in previous shutdowns and looks to be the case in this one, workers end up getting paid anyway. So all the furloughed workers or the people who work without paychecks, at the end of the day, they they do get their money. So the government pays for it one way or another. So government shutdowns are are really self defeating in a lot of ways. So they're basically paying for work that isn't being done anyway. That's right, yes. And even with the threat of a shutdown, you don't even need to have a shutdown happen for it to be actually kind of stupid and wasteful because, like I said, you have all these agencies that are preparing for the shutdown and not doing the work they would normally be doing. Oh, that's really interesting that even if it doesn't come to fruition, even the threat of it can be costly. Yes, I've talked to people who said that basically in the days leading up to a shutdown, almost none of the normal work gets done because of all the preparation that has to happen. And this has been a growing problem for the federal government, as in recent years we've had more and more uh, threats of shutdowns as, as Congress comes to, to, to impasses on, on their spending bills. Yeah, so you covered the 2013 shutdown as well. What would you say makes this one different? Well, this one feels different in a lot of ways. For one, it's it's quite a bit longer. The 2013 one, which was long in its own right, was 16 days. We're already at around 27 as we're speaking now on the current shutdown. And that's, that's record setting. That's nearly a week longer than the longest one previously, which had been back in 1995 when President Bill Clinton was, was fighting with, with congressional Republicans. But I'd say what makes this one feel really different is that it's gone on this long and we've entered this weird kind of stasis where it feels like the urgency isn't there to resolve it. Last year, there was actually two other technical shutdowns that happened, but people probably never heard of them, and that's because they, they got wrapped up really quick, because really, shutdowns tend to look bad for everyone. This one has, has entered into this, this space now where there, there just isn't the urgency to end it. President Trump 
has really dug in on his demand for this wall, and he's really put himself in a corner where he he can't back off of it without without losing. He's kind of painted himself into a corner, and he's made clear all along, ever since he was campaigning, that he really has no affinity for the federal workforce. And so I think this idea that that people are hurting right now, that they're struggling to pay their bills. I don't see a lot of evidence that he's moved by that. And so that's where we are right now. Yeah, I've heard a lot of like, we might not get our tax refunds because of the shutdown might last that long. Do you think that it could last up until April? Well, it's hard to say to predict something that far into the future. I think that there would be so much pain and it would be so widespread that I, I, I like to think it would not go that far into the future, but I would have said when, when back in December that, that a shutdown of this magnitude that we're at now never would have happened. It just didn't seem like it was going to happen. It's really, at this point, it's very hard to say how long it's go, going to go on. What's certain, though, is that political pressure is going to mount to bring it to an end. So far, the people affected the worst are obviously federal workers. You've got around 420,000 who are working without pay. They eventually will be paid, but not until this is resolved. Same with furloughed people who are not working. They want to be working. They are at home, not getting paid at the moment. But as this goes on, the ripple effects are growing. I spoke yesterday and wrote a story about a little cafe in Wichita, Kansas, where they have lost a third of their business because they are in a building that leases office space to a lot of federal agencies, and those workers are not there. And so this is a little cafe that does not work for the federal government, does not contract with the federal government, and yet they're being devastated by the shutdown. And I think we're going to see and hear more stories like that, especially as it becomes harder to get loans processed. This bleeds further into tax season. All of that stuff is going to mount, and it's going to, going to put pressure on, on, on Washington to, to get this wrapped up. And we're getting to the end of the time we have. What's one takeaway everyone should have about the shutdown? Well, one takeaway that I would offer is that all of this pain that's happening right now is totally foreseeable. We have had shutdowns in the past government watchdogs and the government itself have studied them and the evidence all shows that they waste a lot of money that they hurt the economy that they damper consumer confidence and all that is happening right now and and that could have foreseen by anybody uh particularly people in washington and the white house um so this idea that that shutdowns don't hurt that that people are going to get through them uh, easily and get all their pay at the end of the day, and, and really there's no, um, there's no downside to them, that, that's, that's not how it works. It is an incredibly disruptive affair. Um, many of us are not hurt by it in, in really meaningful ways. I can say as someone who lives in Washington, D.C., mainly I, I haven't been able to go to the Smithsonian with my son the way I normally do. I'm really lucky. That's all, that's all that this is affecting me by. Uh, but for people who work for the government or even their work is, is closely tied to the government, like that cafe in Wichita, um, those people are, are, are getting hurt right now. Well, thank you so much. I think that answered a lot of questions everyone has about the shutdown and opened my eyes for sure about uh, the ripple effect, as you said. Thanks for having me. For all the latest news on the government shutdown, head to HuffPost.com. And now, you really gotta get up. Bye!